0: Welcome to episode 38 of your personal podcast for those who want more out of life. I'm Martin Hazy. I'm an entrepreneur, educator, a CEO, and a former Lord Mayor. As always, I'm here with Mim Romeo. Mim is a corporate retailer, business coach, and mentor, and an executive advisor to
1: the stars. Welcome, Mim. And you had me from hello. Welcome, Martin. And thank you to all our listeners tuning in to your personal podcast. We hope today is as exciting as every other episode. So welcome and Martin, tell me, how's your week been? Mim, wonderful. I heard that you were at a special event overseas.
0: I was. I have just got back from my second home of Singapore and guess what I went to?
1: I'm, you went to the Grand Prix, didn't you? I did. I went to the Singapore Grand Prix. I guess. Do I get a prize? You, do,
2: you, you, you <laughs> get first prize. You get tickets to the Singapore Grand Prix my 2024. Question is this. My question is,
0: did you bring me back anything? I did. I brought you back some wonderful fond memories.
2: <laughs> well, great. I just cleared out my cupboard. I might as well put everything back in. And I and I, I laden our producer with gifts. A wonderful. Now, I just got to ask you this question: When you were at the Grand Prix and you were
1: through that all that exciting period, did you did you meet any of your drivers? And did you just say, "Mim said hello."
0: I did to all of them. I did. And what did they say? I did. I mean, it was just incredible. They were just saying, "Who's Mim?" Every single one of them. I mean, they were right on cue. They just looked at me blankly and said, "Who's
2: Mim?" And your response would have been undoubtedly. Really professional.
0: Yeah, I said, who? I have no idea. <laughs> I said,
2: I've never met him. I don't know. I'm sorry I said that. I, I was just being silly. Anyway, the trips to Singapore was good. Guess who I met at the Singapore
1: Grand Prix, Mim? i I'm not sure who. Simon Sinek. Simon Sinek. That rings a bell.
0: Simon is a podcaster, a, uh, a thought leader in many ways, who does really good work around leadership, leadership development, personal development. Fantastic. Works in a very similar space to what we do, of course, in your personal podcast. But everyone takes their own unique approach, and Simon certainly takes his. And he is wonderful. I, I really got to give Simon a shout out because uh, I was standing next to him yeah. at the Singapore Grand Prix, yeah. looked at him and thought, "I know this face." Introduced myself, had a great chat, and he's really warm. He's really genuine. Everything you see online is what he is. And I just want to give him a big shout out.
1: Any other celebrities?
0: Oh, I saw lots of Grand Prix drivers. Oh, that would have been exciting. I saw politicians. I saw royalty. Wow. I, I saw... Who was the royalty? I can't, I can't say. Uh,
1: uh, they weren't at the Grand Prix? No, my wife was very shy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> very good response. You got me on that one. <laughs> You've got to be quick on your feet, don't you, Mim? Especially when you're podcasting. You do. Now, look, moving on. We've uh, You told me that we got some feedback from Carl.
0: We did. Thank you very much to Carl from Australia who was commenting on one of our region, reason, reason, reasonable – they're all reasonable, aren't they? Recent podcasts. Oh, we'd hope so. Carl said, great educational podcast delivered with a good dose of humour. And what po- Carl was referring to was all of our podcasts. This was a general comment about all episodes we've done thus far. He's a very regular listener. Carl, thank you very much for your listenership of your personal podcast.
1: Thanks, Uncle Carl.
2: Oh, he's got an <laughs> uncle now. <laughs> we appreciate it, Carl. Carl's That's Carl's just been promoted. He's now part of the family.
1: Welcome to the family, Carl. Everyone's part of the family. Your personal podcast is a family podcast.
0: It is, isn't it, Mum? Because it's it really is. all about you and I in a very kind of just intimate personal setting sharing our life experiences to help people with theirs. That's
1: right. So anyone who's part of your personal podcast is part of our family and we hope that we are instilling and helping people get more out of life.
0: I love that philosophy, I must say. Um, and when I have met with you know many people and a, a growing number of listeners from around the world, and I did meet a number of more Singapore new Singaporeans who are now listening to your personal oh, podcast. Oh, fantastic. It's, I do, like you, consider yeah. our listeners to be part of the family. Yeah, it's great.
1: So,
2: it's just the next family gathering is going to be a bit large, but that's okay. <laughs> we'll have to we'll have to get one of those big stadiums. That's to right. Be we have fine. to say to
0: our producer, we need a bigger auditorium. <laughs> that's
1: exactly right. You do the catering.
2: That's right. Now, today's podcast.
1: Episode 38. Episode 38. Today is all about fight or flight. That is an interesting subject.
0: That's an old term. Where did that start?
1: That started way, 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 way back in time and it was basically always inferred fight or flight was, you know, either you faced a situation where in, in those days it was basically fisticuffs or you ran. Fisticuffs with a dinosaur. Yeah. That would be an interesting challenge. That's right. So, But when you look at it over the generations generations, today more so that fight or flight is more so when you look at today's environment or society – It's really about confrontational discussions uh, versus maybe not facing what we need to face.
0: That's true. It's kind of like, do you stand your ground... Do you play your cards or do you fold your cards yeah. in many ways, isn't yeah, it? So that's it is. today's context because fight or flight started way back when we were probably in the caves and yeah. it was a survival mechanism.
1: It was, it was. And, you know, that statement probably always stood the test of time because people still use that statement today. They do. But like I said, today is very different to back then and what we're going to talk about is, you know, when is it the time, you know, you need to, to understand when to pick your battles. Make sure that pride doesn't drive your responses and make sure that you're spending some time planning. You know, planning for times where you know you're going to face some difficult moments. How do you react? How do you respond? What is the best response? And how do we make sure that we don't end up in a situation that we could have avoided? And the only reason we're in there is because mainly we just became became more prideful, boastful. It's still relevant today
0: though because if you are in a confrontation yeah. and you often get a choice as to how you're going to respond to a confrontation because, of course, today we don't thankfully experience the level or the regularity of physical threats which yeah. we may have, you know, in, in, the, near, past. in, the, in the past. Well, thankfully, you know, many place, places of the world, it's a lot safer. Yeah.
1: Martin, why don't you share with our listeners an example when we talk about in a fight or flight and confrontational sense. You've got an example you share with the, the listeners? Of course. I have many. Mim, if you look at it, and
0: I purposely seeded that thought about you've got a choice as to how you respond. Although Absolutely. fight or flight is largely physiological. You know, you, But you know that when you're in a situation, yeah, your heart rate might step up a few notches and you might just, your anxiety might step up a few notches, but you've still got a choice to make as to how you're going to tackle it.
1: Absolutely. We all have choices.
0: And in my own experience, Mim, there are many situations where you can make a choice, where you can walk away from it, or you can stand your ground. And you've, that's a judgment call on your behalf. And every situation will be different. However, if I look back over the years, those times where I've decided to stand my ground or fight, I've decided to kind of, no, I'm not going to tolerate this behaviour. I'm going to stand up for it on behalf of myself or my
1: family. Or Did you do that while while your wife was in the room or were you rehearsing?
2: Don't bring royalty into it. (laughs) I told you, I'm not going to be talking about royalty on your personal podcast. With me, I'm always standing strong there. And then my wife walks in and I change the attitude. Okay, okay, honey. (laughs) (laughs) What would you like me to do? (laughs) Fold your cards immediately. Yeah, I can certainly that. We're always strong when we're in the room by ourselves. I'm sure
0: that many of our listeners are now nodding.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Very true. Um,
0: But if I look back, Mim, those circumstances where I've decided that, no, I'm not going to tolerate this, I've drawn a line in the sand and I'm going to deal with this situation right now, I have always felt better for doing it it has strengthened me it's given me more confidence and i'll do those things on either a matter of principle or a matter of fact i'm always quite data driven in that respect but i'm also very values driven
1: now martin you're you're a, uh, an individual i've known you for 30 years you're an individual of high integrity your moral and ethical behaviors everything you you know even though it might have been difficult to 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 confront that issue, I'm sure that you're always going to do that because, you know, from my perspective, it's always in you. What happens uh, when we talk to our listeners throughout the world? Sometimes people don't have that ability at that moment for a myriad of reasons. Maybe they just don't have the confidence. They've never experienced it. They've never been encouraged to do it. What would you say to our listeners who maybe are facing some difficult situations and maybe are a little bit anxious about, I don't know if I want to really do this. I'm not sleeping. I'm, 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 I'm just too nervous. What would you say to them? Every
0: journey starts with one single step. So, Mim, I get anxious. You get anxious. Everybody gets anxious. Yeah. So when dealing with a situation which can be deemed to be confrontational, it will make you uncomfortable by definition. Yeah. That does not mean you should necessarily walk away from it. Standing up, holding your ground when the circumstances are right to do so and in my own experience, Mim, I will do that when someone cross, crosses the values threshold, right? Many, many circumstances yep. that will come our way in life and yeah, I will So be... you're talking more about behaviours. Correct. Yeah. I'm, I'm, and I think a lot of this does have a lot to do with behaviours yeah. sometimes. If someone who I'm working with, dealing with, interacting with crosses the boundary or the threshold in terms of their behaviour, which I think is not consistent with maybe my own or wider society's values. And we
1: do have a lot of standards throughout the, throughout society now.
0: Mim, I will take that on and okay. I won't shy away from it. Now, my advice to our listeners is as follows. Yes, it will make you uncomfortable. That's okay. You're human. However, every step of a thousand yards starts with a single step in the first yard. You've got to do it even if it's a small set of circumstances, you have to tackle it. It will give you confidence. It'll give you confidence to do it next time. It will build your courage. It'll build your strength. It'll also build your competency. And if you shy away from it, life may wash over you. Yep, Right. that's true. You may not extract the juice out of life, which you deserve, if you do not take on the hard things every now and then. And a lot of people say, oh, no, I just don't have the confidence to do that. I just don't. It's your choice. But I would always, when you know and only you will know, when someone has crossed the line, you've got a choice. You can be silent or you can speak up. My advice would be, in many circumstances, in an appropriate manner, speak up.
1: What do you think? Look, everything you've said there, Martin, uh, is right. Look, uh, when we talk about behaviours, ethical behaviour... And we as a society now have put some real key guidelines around what's acceptable in society and what isn't. When we do face situations where we can see that the behaviours are inappropriate, we do it more so for everyone else, not for us particularly. And so I think any of our listeners throughout the world, if you're in a situation where you see that certain things aren't correct, build the courage because you're helping others. And the first step is going to be a little bit uncomfortable if you're not experienced. But let me give you this confidence. The more you do it, the more comfortable you become. But here's another side, Martin, too. I'll give you an example from a family perspective. Uh, A while ago, um, my sister had called me. um, And my sister had called me. She was uh, maybe a little bit upset that I hadn't spoken to her for a few weeks. And she was just disappointed that I hadn't made the call. So when I answered the call, she let me know that she wasn't happy. Now, I could have at that moment decided to put out all the reasons why I didn't make the call or told her how busy I was and everything. I'm with her 100% because
0: (laughs) I've been away for the last two and a half weeks and have I been waiting for a phone call? What do I get?
1: Nothing. Absolutely nothing. What I'm saying is at that moment all I did was I accepted that, yes, look, obviously my sister wanted me to call and I said, sorry. I said, I will make sure I do that in the future. So when you talk about fight or flight, sometimes fight doesn't mean that you – have to argue sometimes for uh, you know you could stand there accept what's being said and say you'll do better so there's a balance between between understanding is my pride driving the response or do I want to keep the peace and in family situations sometimes we find that discussions occur more broadly and get out of hand because we're we're a bit more prideful in our response where in my case It wasn't that I didn't call my sister because I didn't love her. Mm. Just I got busy. But that didn't justify me not doing it. So I accepted that. So I apologised and I made sure I make more frequent calls. So whenever we look at fight or flight, it's really about understanding what is the outcome we're really looking for here. If it's for getting an agreement, for bringing peace, for bringing better results, more productivity, whatever the case is, understand the outcome you're looking for. Then you'll find a better pathway forward because you're going to remain objective. You're going to be subjective. You're not going to be subjective, should I say. You're going to be always objective in the conversation because you're not going to take it personally in a sense because you're saying, what are we trying to achieve here? You shared earlier, what advice would you give to our listeners?
0: To build your own confidence – When you see a set of circumstances whereby you clearly see that someone has treated someone else that you care about badly, that's when you step in.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: And if you do that, you will find over time that you will gain more confidence in actually ultimately doing that to protect yourself also in the future. So many of us, Mim, who feel uncomfortable about quote-unquote confrontation, will just back off because it's directed at us. Yes, it is. If you do it for and on behalf of someone else, it actually, you're one person removed, you're more objective, and you just mentioned objectivity. You're more objective. So you'll actually feel more comfortable saying, hey, look, I just witnessed what played out there. I really don't think that was fair play. And this is what I observed and I don't think that's acceptable.
1: I've got a really good example. Share really it. good example. Share it. I was at dinner, a uh, European family, I was at dinner, and one of the family members on the dinner table were getting
2: absolutely
1: hauled over the coals because they weren't eating their food. Really terrible. So I stepped up and said, excuse I'll eat, me. I'll
2: eat your food. I'll eat the food. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I know that? <laughs> Why did I know that was coming? I said, not only that one, but anyone else on this table who doesn't want to eat, bring the pain out to me because I want to bring peace to the situation. See, it's that motivation of trying to bring peace in the household that I had to sacrifice. I must say it was it was quite a bit of food, do you but think, I said I'll
0: do it. Do you think you've missed your calling? I mean, <laughs> I, I sense you, you should be on MasterChef. And, we should, we, you don't we, think
2: that example was good? How many well, people well, I listening think today would be in that very situation? where uh, I mean, someone's uh, getting uh, hauled over the coals, you're not eating, you can't leave the table until you eat, not a problem. It's about the food being being ta- eaten, bring it on.
0: You're such a selfless person. No, you, you really are. You just, it's just
2: 30 ta- years it's taken. You
0: know, you've just taken one for the team. I 30 mean,
2: years it's taken to mm, mm, get a good compliment. Mm, well done.
0: But what I'm failing to grasp... <laughs> Is, how come every episode of your personal podcast
2: we end up talking about food? It's that uh, manjar, it's that bellissimo, you know. It's, they always say the way to a man's heart is through where?
1: His
0: stomach. Yeah, look at yes, that. Yes, huh? I know, and yours shows it too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: yep.
2: You've got a big heart, Mim. <laughs> yeah your heart gets bigger your, uh, your heart gets bigger every month I'm taking that as a compliment yes, no, you, take you. That, you take that as a compliment but look but, uh, really, seriously but you know what Martin sometimes when we can
1: we can see humor in in things sometimes you avoid the fight or you avoid the flight anyway because if we can bring some genuine happiness or understanding in situations. Sometimes they never have to get to the point of fight or flight. We can still deal with the situation in a better manner and we can all walk away feeling joyful and happy and knowing that no one's really left the room winning or losing, but we've left the room together. That's right. And your plates are clean because you've enjoyed the meal. That's right. You know, one of the things, Martin, is, you know, sometimes when we look at fight or flight, sometimes we, we got to understand that our gift is to help others. And sometimes in helping others, you know, it's about sometimes taking some of the weight or some of the blame, in a sense, we could say it, and sometimes it's about explaining what we can do to help. It's, it's really, my view is always about trying to come up with a solution that doesn't have winners or losers. It's a solution that everyone walks away feeling good. But that doesn't mean sometimes that we
0: just should go to great lengths to keep the peace. Because if you look at some circumstances, right, Yeah, when someone has been behaving poorly or worse
1: than poorly, you've got to take them to task. Absolutely. But you've got to give them the opportunity to change. So you take them to task. The confrontational discussion has to happen because those behaviours are not acceptable. My view is give the person the opportunity to change. If that person does not change after once, twice, three times, then a consequence has to occur. In a workplace, they probably wouldn't be working there anymore. In a family situation, maybe there's some things that occur that will either force the change or maybe there's going to be less interaction with that particular individual. How do
0: you deal with that in your coaching capacity? When... One of the hardest things
1: for us to do
0: is it because we can all rationalise change. I mean, intellectually, yeah. all of us can understand change. Yep. And then when we apply it to ourselves, we say, yep, yep, I need to change. I need to improve in this area of my
1: life. But actually doing it is another matter, isn't it? The hardest it? thing is the pro, we program ourselves over a period of time to do a certain task or behave in a certain manner. The fact that we voice something different doesn't effectively change it no, doesn't so
0: make the change. How do you get that breakthrough in terms of changing behaviours, even if you're the person you're coaching intellectually completely understands what you're saying but it's actually not
1: acting upon it? You provide some simple examples of how they can slowly get there. Remembering, giving people the opportunity to change doesn't mean that that change is going to happen 20, the next day. But what you do is you put a plan in place that over a three- or six-month period they will get to where they need to go to.
0: Because those habits have been ingrained over a long period of time. So you have to
1: be compassionate enough to say, I'm going to give you the opportunity to change and I'm going to help you. You're going to become more aware as the journey continues of the behaviours that are not acceptable, but you're going to get better at them. So in a six-month period you're going to really be where you need to be. So change Needs to come when you want when you're truly helping someone when you're you're confronting a behavior that's not right, then make sure you understand that unfortunately it's been programmed in there for a long time. You've got to put a plan in place to be able to help that change going forward. Now, there's certain things that you do not have to accept uh, over a period of time, and I mean that if some behaviors are around abuse or, you know, physical um, harm. You don't have to wait six months for that to change. That needs to change immediately. But I'm talking about the more general conversations about behaviors at work or conversations or how we treat people. We need to tell people that it's not acceptable. How do we get it right? And, And again, those discussions can be quite challenging. You know, someone comes up to you and really aggressively, you know, I've had in corporate retail, Martin, I had customers, for example, come up to me, stand like five inches away really aggressively because they wanted to return an item that they had worn, you know, for a myriad of reasons, but now they didn't like it really aggressively. Now, I could have argued back, but I said, let's just take a moment, take a seat, let me get you a coffee. What was I doing? just simmering the, the tension down so we could have a conversation about what is it that we're truly saying here? And I was, how wait, do we I was wait,
0: waiting, waiting for you to introduce prosciutto. <laughs> yes, yeah, the, the food would have to come into this conversation. What I'm
1: saying is we have the ability to to change the, the, the conversation, to change the, the tension in the air. We have the ability based on and we don't always have to say yes, but we have got the ability to just tone it down Let's get back to a point where the conversation is respectful, and let's look at what we need to do going forward.
0: Good on you, Mim. You are a good com- you are a good communicator, and I must say that your level of compassion and empathy that you apply to pretty well every situation is very admirable. Mm-hmm. Admirable. I've got a few quotes I'm going to share. So
2: Mark Twain said, "Hang on, did I say I want to hear those quotes?" <laughs> <laughs> i'll tell you what have you got any quotes that you got to share martin these are for our listeners <laughs> enough, they're actually not for you <laughs> thank you to our listeners here are some quotes from martin oh you wanted to talk me in yes i did oh, thank you i'm sorry it
0: sounds better it, it, it does. sounds like it's kind of you know It's, it's important, important. <laughs> there you go, there go. <laughs> okay courage is resistance to fear mastery of fear it's not the absence of fear and that was said by Mark Twain. And yeah. what that is really referring to is when I shared we all have a level of anxiety. We all have a certain sense of fear when we're having to confront something or someone. Is that that's just the human condition?
1: Can I say, before you give the next quote, Martin, yes. one of the things I want our listeners to also be aware of sometimes when you stand and fight, in a sense, sometimes silence is the best response. Sometimes we don't have to say anything back and we still will get our point across. You ever been in a a situation where someone could be yelling and screaming or just saying whatever they want and you just quiet? And in that quietness, all of a sudden the conversation does dramatically change.
2: You never experienced that? No, you're looking at me. Really, really looking like what's he saying? I've just been quiet. So, no, simply you know. Sometimes you don't have to respond
0: to I entirely, everything. I entirely agree. Um, you know, Mim, If I look at all the people I've observed over the years, some of the best leaders are they're not the most they're not the most boisterous. Yeah, they are very good listeners, uh, and there is something inherently powerful about that. When you meet someone and you ask them about themselves and you just sit back and you listen, one, you actually learn a lot about who you're dealing with and two, you actually open the door almost immediately to building a much stronger relationship. In comparison, when you meet someone and they just talk over you for the period of time, it's difficult for you to build a connection with that person. So I think listening and relationship building and possibly empathy and communication, all very linked, um, are really, really important. So I think you yeah. made, made a very and good one point. One of the other
1: things I want to highlight in this conversation, Martin, when we talk about fight or flight, is that on occasions, I've had many occasions over the journey of my life and career, that on some occasions I have walked away from discussions because if I would have responded at those moments... I might have regretted some of the comments I would make. Yeah. So I yep. would walk away and I would go and maybe have the conversation the next day or maybe in a couple of days when I've been able to just settle my emotions down, settle my mindset, then have a, a more productive conversation. So sometimes the flight, when we talk about fight or flight, when you go away, sometimes that is the best response because if you stay, your emotions could get the better of you and you could be responding with with maybe words that would could never be taken back correct i again very
0: sage advice is that if you're not sure or you feel that your emotions are getting the better of you then walk away just say let's get together tomorrow yeah, walk I, away. i've got an appointment right now i really do want to chat with this matter about you it's important yeah. Uh, let's
1: even in family matters family work anything walk away and that doesn't mean that you're walking away because you're a coward because fight or flight in the old days was if you didn't fight you're a coward today is more about understanding what am i trying to achieve here the best approach is maybe i walk away today and have the conversation tomorrow whether it's family whether it's friends whether it's in the workplace you will get a better outcome if you understand these principles, well said.
0: Lee Iacocca
1: used to be the chief
0: executive officer of Chrysler.
1: Yeah, and Lee- I remember Chrysler. We used to have a factory here in uh, in Australia. Yes, we did. Well Chrysler is yes. still going. They're a great company. Yeah, no, but it was. I love the factory. You love the factory, yeah. It was it was, it was an icon of, of the country.
0: It was, it was. I think we took great pride in Australia when we used to manufacture
1: automobiles. Yeah, I still still think it's shameful that we uh, we don't have any more manufacturing here. But hopefully, in the future, it might change. I agree.
0: Okay, Lee Iacocca said, "In times of great stress or adversity, it's always best to keep busy to plow your anger or your energy into something more positive." Yes. So that's kind of, I think, talking to some regard about what you just said. If there is heat in the kitchen, maybe it's not the time to deal with it immediately. Step back from it. Have a chat tomorrow.
1: I like that phrase. If there's heat in the kitchen. Very good. Food, of course. Sorry. (laughs) Anything to do with food, all of a sudden you just become animated and engaged. I agree with you. If there's too much heat in the kitchen, maybe walk away. Let it calm down. you have a better conversation. You'll have a better outcome. Everyone will walk away a winner. Where if we don't and we stay and fight, then let me tell you, some things that are said can never be undone. That's right.
0: And next week we'll be having your personal culinary podcast.
1: <laughs> We've changed the name. We're going to insert a very key
0: word into the name of Martin our podcast. and Mim's sauce. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh my gosh. Yes, Mim, you're absolutely right. We have by the end of the year
1: it'll be a cooking show. <laughs> Look. You find is that again our listeners, the key we want people to walk away with is make sure that you've got some planning in your own mind about if you ever are in a situation where you either have to stand and fight or, or walk away, just just have some contingency plans in place to say what situation should you stay in and have the discussion or what situation should you walk away from? We've gone through a few examples in today's podcast. We want people to understand that your outcome is always about finding the best solution to what you're facing. And a best solution is where all parties come to an agreement. That is always the best. Sometimes you're not going to be able to do that, but there is ways to be able to deal with that without letting it escalate to a point where it becomes physically harmful or mentally harmful.
0: And, Mim, I would always and also suggest that if, like many of us, you are very nervous about confrontation and it makes your stomach churn. Find your mentor. Yes. Find a coach. That's very true. But in the first step, to build your own confidence, when you see someone crossing the line with someone that you care about, you take them to task. It will build your own confidence. And you'll do that in an appropriate manner. But sometimes you just got to speak up.
1: Yeah, it's true. But again, sometimes if if we don't have it within us, I would recommend to all our listeners, find someone that you have confidence in, who could be your mentor, who could guide you to be able to strengthen you to face situations that you've avoided for a myriad of reasons, but you decided today is the day of change. Today is a day where I want to do it differently. And there are people out there everywhere, who are willing to help be able to get better outcomes for you personally and for society in general. Well, Mim, you're certainly out there,
0: and that's where we're going to
1: wrap up (laughs) episode 38 of your personal podcast. (laughs) Thank you to everyone again this week, and we hope you enjoyed today's discussion, fight or flight, and we want you all to have a wonderful week. Keep smiling. Life is good, and we look forward to speaking with you next week. Ciao. (laughs)